Welcome to The Commentary, a weekly conversation about vision, worship, and life at Grace Presbyterian Church. I'm Mark Bertrand, the pastor of Grace. And I'm your fellow commenter, Cameron Brooks. And it's now officially Advent. Cameron, I thought it would be interesting to circle back to something that we talked about briefly in our last episode, which is Jonathan Gibson's book, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Have you had a chance to start using this devotional book already in Advent? I have, though I just picked up my copy this last Sunday, which means I've only had about a week to read through these entries. Perfect. If you're listening and you're not local to us, you need to know last Sunday uh, I did, let's say, an encouragement, not a guilt trip, an encouragement to everybody at Grace who hadn't already grabbed one of these to grab one out of our lending library at church. And hopefully there are no copies left, but they still have plenty of copies available online. And I just want to talk a little bit about, first of all, what this is, uh, how to use it, and why it is that as a pastor, I'm so excited to see so many people from our church using this devotional guide during Advent. So first things first, the name Jonathan Gibson won't be unfamiliar to listeners of the commentary because not too long ago, we devoted an episode to the first uh, daily worship liturgy book that he put together called Be Thou My Vision. And that's a book that we have been promoting and using at Grace ever since it came out Um, And I want to go over some of the reasons why we've been doing that. Uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is essentially a new edition that focuses on the season of Advent through Christmas to Epiphany and does some things that the earlier book couldn't really do since the earlier book is designed to be used month after month and isn't season specific. But First, let's just talk a little bit about this idea of like daily worship and a liturgy for daily worship. So, Cameron, you've used Be Thou My Vision before, and you've gotten a little bit of experience with O Come, O Come Emmanuel. Um, How would you describe this idea of a liturgy for daily worship to someone who hasn't really done something like this before? What's it Mm. like? Yeah, good question. It's um, it's more of a structured devotional. I don't love the word devotional, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a structured set of readings to help and support your worship. So we talked about this last time again, but the purpose of it really is worship, and that's why I contrast. I want to contrast that against a typical devotion or Bible reading, which a lot of evangelicals might be used to. This is more about directing our minds and our hearts to praise God through scripture to be sure, but also historic creeds, confessions, and songs and, and other readings in a more robust and unified way. So I have really enjoyed the way it directs, it directs my heart towards that end, I guess, is the main thing. Because there are times where you can sit and do your Bible reading and you close it and you think, I don't really know what, you know, I don't know, I don't know what that, what I got out of that or what it's supposed to do for my day. But something about this is, has helped 
center my heart on on worship. And that's definitely not to say it replaces scripture by any means, but I, I sometimes need that added support and that's what it's given. Yeah, that's a good point. So like if you're trying to think like what category does this fit in? It's not the study category. Right. That oftentimes like a devotional book is is sort of a study of the Bible or an idea in the Bible. Uh, this is more in the worship category. So you might think of it as a church service that you can have by yourself or with your family in the context of the home or wherever you are. So in the same way that a, a Sunday service has a liturgical structure that it follows, this is the same kind of liturgy, but meant to be used by individuals and families throughout the week. So it's it's basically like a church on your own. And if you're listening to that and thinking, oh, that sounds horrible, well, you just haven't experienced it because it's actually quite wonderful yeah. and liberating. It does incorporate scripture. Uh, it incorporates prayer. It incorporates praise, even songs. All of that is part of this. It's adaptable. So you might sing a portion that I would just read or, or vice versa. Uh, you might spend a few moments in extemporaneous prayer and I might spend a longer time in that and it may vary day by day uh, which is all fine but this provides a structure so I think we made this observation before but a lot of people struggle to have consistency in their prayer life consistency in their time in the word that sort of thing and so it's easy to look at something like this and say, ah, this is a way to have those things because it gives some daily structure. And it is. But it's also a way to, to have something that I think often isn't on our radar, which is that constant worship, right? That, that we're often thinking, well, I'm not praying enough or I'm not reading enough of the Bible. And we're not necessarily thinking, well, I'm not worshiping enough. Right. But this immerses us in the thing that we're actually missing, the thing that we actually need, the discipline that we need in our lives. And as a byproduct, we're also more immersed in the word and we're also more immersed in prayer. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the high level pitch for this kind of explaining how it works. Uh, in Be Thou My Vision, which is the first book, you have 31 days that you recycle every month and you go through this liturgy and, and certain things are the same, certain things change. Uh, you have scripture readings and you jump over to your Bible for the scripture readings. The difference with this new book, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, is that it's written specifically for this very important season in the life of the church. So it begins with Advent, goes through Christmas, and then ends with Epiphany, which is on January 6th. Now, because it has that focus, instead of giving you like 31 daily readings that you kind of go through and cycle through, it gives you a, essentially like a customized one for each of the days in that period. Now, it's meant to be used year after year, and obviously the dates 
of Advent will shift. Epiphany is always going to be on January 6th. But what the first, second, third Sundays of Advent are going to be and what have you, that will change over time. And so it actually starts, I think, the, the first day that um, it has a service was November 28th. And this year, December 1st, was the first Sunday of Advent, the beginning of Advent. Um, but in the Bertrand household, we like to be completists. And so we actually started on November 28th and sort of going through. And I want to make a few observations, just especially for people who've been using Be Thou My Vision. uh, Some of the things I think are advantages or improvements in this book compared to that approach. Um, It's only been a few days, Cameron, but have you seen any differences that you've noted as you've gone through this? The one obvious one is the focus on the season Mm. of Advent. You know, it's kind of obvious, but like you mentioned, Be Thou My Vision is for the whole year. But here we're focusing on the the readings themselves, the passages and excerpts and, and scripture passages are are really focused on Advent ideas and theology. So we have the incarnation, we have images of, of light in the dark, that kind of a thing. And it's just fitting for the season. So it, it helps me to focus in on on what's really going on right now and um, to lean into those longings that we've talked about. Yeah, I think that's right. I've noticed that there's such a big emphasis on the incarnation in this, which makes perfect sense, right? In in Advent, we are expecting uh, the the coming of Christ in the flesh, right? The the incarnation, and so these Advent liturgies have, I, I guess explored the theology of the incarnation on the one hand but also there's a lot of stuff that 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 looks at uh, not just the theology but but maybe just the glory of it you know giving you kind of an insight into the meaning of christ becoming one of us and and the significance of that and so i felt just over the course of the the days that that this has been going so far just a, a really beautiful uh, depth of exploration of Christ's incarnation. And because these daily liturgies are specific to the days, I feel like there's more connectedness than there is in Be Thou My Vision necessarily. Mm-hmm. In, in other words, the the prayers, the meditations, which are drawn from many different authors, church fathers, uh, even the scripture readings for the specific days are connected together thematically. And so I find myself making these, these sort of lateral connections and, and just being struck by things sure. that I hadn't thought about before. Yeah. You know, and, and I've really appreciated that. One example I can, I can tell you already that as we have been worshiping at grace in creating the liturgies for our Sunday services, I've already used material from O Come, O Come Emmanuel 
and incorporated it into those uh, a call to worship, a prayer, things like that, that that have already sort of enriched our liturgy. Things I just had never come across before and thought, oh, that's <laughs> that's incredible. And it's um that's really great. I mean, we had this experience uh this morning. So we're recording this on December, what is today? The eighth? The seventh, December the seventh. And this morning uh, at the beginning of the the daily liturgy, there's always a meditation. Right. And so this one was from Gregory of Nyssa. And I read this aloud and Lori afterwards was like, oh, that's beautiful. I really love that. And and we kind of just spent time thinking about it. And and it's been like that. You know, I think there are several moments where we've we've unnecessarily prolonged <laughs> our daily worship by having to have side conversations and discussions and and just sort of exclamations about insights and and turns of phrases and things like that that that's been really good so it's uh it's not super lengthy you know i think you could probably you know do one of these in 15 minutes or so um it could take longer or 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 less depending on you know what you do and how much time you spend on it but it's it's not a huge amount of time but it does feel like a substantial meeting with god in a way that that i don't know i i, I just can't recommend it highly enough yeah yeah you know i i started out doing this with jenny and mm-hmm. i'll be honest we have been kind of struggling already within our week to yeah. get through all of the components, even though, like you said, there's not a lot there, but I would, I mean, there's, there's a lot there, but it should take a lot of time. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's Rudy. We can blame has made it <laughs> difficult, but I would, I guess I would encourage people who feel similarly to still get the book if you haven't or still stick with it. And and at least do some of it. So yeah. some of those, some of these last few days, we've only been able to do half of the the elements mm-hmm. and still get a lot out of that. And that's been wonderful too. So, or, you know, if we can't get to the, the doxology at the end or something, that's okay. Yeah. And there's going to be, you know, more tomorrow. So what we have experienced so far has been really enriching. I also paused on that Gregory of Nyssa thing just uh, th- this evening and thought, wow, that's an amazing quote. So everybody should go check it out. Yeah. Well, and I think you make a great point. Like it, I mean, don't beat yourself up over not being a completist or missing a day or whatever, you know, uh, Sunday, uh, Lori and I didn't do it. And Monday I had like the, this whole, okay, wait a second. We're, we're a day out of sync. What are we going to do? And, and, uh, you know, I remembered my own advice, which is just, Hey, pick up where you, you are now, you know? And I think that's true. Like with Bible reading plans, um, oftentimes one of the big discouraging factors is if people miss a few days then they're like, well, now I can't catch up. Yeah. And, I'll just say, Hey, just pick up, you know, wherever you happen to be. And and eventually you'll come back around and you'll get whatever you missed. And, uh, it's more about the experience of it than just sort of getting everything in its order. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's true as well for, um, you know, even if 
you were only using a part of this every day, even if you were just reading the meditation and thinking about it, I think that would be wonderful still to, to uh, be a benefit because I mean, the key really, I think is just that although we observe the seasons of the church calendar, it's not unusual to have this stuff just blow right by, right. you know, and it's like, we're thinking, Oh, you know, Advent's just around the corner and then you blink and it's February. And this is just a way, I think, as life is passing by to, to have some time to reflect and to focus on what the meaning of the season is. And so it's a, it's a tool to help you do that. And however you make use of it, I think is great, you know, so, um, enjoy it and, and don't, don't get too worked up about, you know, hitting every page or anything like that. And, and hopefully I will take my own advice as, as, (laughs) as we roll forward here. One last thing that I'll say, I was listening through our recent conversation Mm -hmm. about Advent. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We talked about the difference between longing and expectation and how they're sort of the same thing, but not really. And, and you made this insightful comment about how during Lent we're anticipating the death of Christ. Mm -hmm. Hence we have something of a more penitential ethos, pathos. And during Advent, we're anticipating a birth. And that's the main difference that that comment was helpful for me. And I think captures some of the the joy and the electricity that I'm getting in these readings. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of excitement. It's a it's a longing and anticipation for the birth of this child who happens to be Emmanuel God with us. And that's I think that's just why I love the season of Advent. So I appreciate that you're, you know, you're reminding us it goes by really fast. So slow down, enjoy these readings if you can and enjoy, enjoy the anticipation. Yeah, that's really well said. And like I say, I don't know that we have any O Come, O Come Emmanuel books still in the church library, but they are easy to get online. You can get them in hardcover. You can get like a leather version if you want. There's all sorts of options. I think you could probably even get the ebook version, which I've got the ebook of Be Thou My Vision and find that really helpful because then I don't have to keep track of where physically the book is located. So there's a lot of options and hopefully this will give you a little bit of encouragement to incorporate this into your practice of daily worship. Thanks for listening to the commentary. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can rate us on your favorite podcast app and share episodes with your friends on social media. And as Gregory of Nyssa would want to remind you, you can subscribe to the commentary on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. To find out more about us online, visit graceforsufalls.org.